Hey guys, Bear Grylls here, just to say, super excited for Charles Thorpe's podcast coming soon. You guys are going to love this. What a great guy he is and so many great stories. So enjoy these and remember, above all, never give up. Now, I personally believe that there's nothing better than a great adventure, whether it's to another country or into the backyard. It can have an amazing ability to change not just the way that we see the world, but also the way that we see ourselves. That is exactly what you're going to hear about from our incredible guests. On Great Adventures, I'm going to be hanging out with actors, athletes, thought leaders, and of course explorers, some old friends, and some new, to discuss how being adventurous benefited their lives. My name is Charles Thorpe. For over a decade, I've been chasing down epic stories professionally from magazines and television shows, and now I'm bringing those conversations here. We were all going through our... Our, our own struggles on the mountain and it was a really beautiful thing because some of us were really suffering on the mountain and we were all there for each other and we really clicked and it was, it was, it was one of the best trips I've ever had. That was actor Brian Greenberg in his time for Great Adventures. been getting outdoors quite a bit this past yeah. year you've had some cool trips it's looked yeah, yeah. like from the from the social media yeah. and just from talking with you do you remember your first experience sort of getting out into the world that's an interesting question i grew up in nebraska omaha nebraska so <clears throat> i you know was surrounded by nature and farms and i used to play in creeks i was kind of like a kid i was sort of like a huck finn type kid i never wore shoes i would just like run around you know playing in the, you know i was a dirty kid and then um <clears throat> so it's funny, my idea of getting away from that is being here in New York. So I always gravitated towards the city. I, you know, I don't, I've always wanted what wasn't around me. I don't know. I've, I, I just always strive for something different. So that's why, like, my favorite place in the world is New York City. Um, just because I feel like it's the perfect human experiment of, like, all these people and different cultures coming together and living together as one. And it's just, I think it's amazing that it, how it functions and the, the, the layers to it. So to me, New York City is ideal but i also understand that if i spend more than you know two or three months here i'll go cuckoo you know so i like to it's move around. a different vibration here. yeah absolutely yeah it, it jitters you up and yeah. i know what you're talking about man you know i grew up in maine you know spent summers in uh on a farm in massachusetts yeah when i was growing up all i wanted was the big city all yeah. i wanted was boston yeah. you know that was my big city and then yeah. new york mm-hmm. But the pendulum does swing. You know, I think, yeah, you get that experience. You, you have that new experience. Like, I know you've had, mm-hmm. you know, we know some of the same people and, mm-hmm. and gained experience. Sort of the nightlife here, the museums, mm-hmm. the art scene mm-hmm. is insane. But then you have that, you know, you set up a base here and then you're just like, I need to get some real. I got to get some exactly. quiet. I have to get exactly. some peace. What was one of those trips you took? It's not, you don't have to have a lot of money. I didn't have a lot of money when I started traveling. You know, I did it for, with no money. And whenever I made money, I would spend it on traveling. Like I, you don't. I mean, yeah, money can help you travel at a nicer, with nicer comforts, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I was going around Europe and doing the hostel thing, you know. Yeah, I, yeah, man. Tell me know? about that, man. I, well, you I was go? in college, you know. I studied experimental theater uh, for one summer in Amsterdam, so that got me over there, which is cool. And then, but I was like 
didn't have a lot of money and I was like going through college on student loans and whatnot and you know it was pretty tight so I went over to Eastern Europe like Prague mm. um, and back then it, was, it wasn't on the Euro so yeah. you know you could get like a good meal for like four wow. bucks and just, just traveling around like Italy living in you know uh, youth hostels it was really cool and you meet fellow travelers and mm. um yeah, and so just whenever I started making money, I would always spend it on like, where can I go? Where's right. the farthest I can go? What's 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 how disconnected can I go? I remember like in two thousand two, I went to Cuba before it was like okay to go to Cuba. I remember like now it's not a big deal, but then if you told people you went to Cuba, that uh, if you're an American, they'd be like, what are you crazy? <laughs> but then you get there, so I thought, it was, well, I had to hire a guy who could like an outside travel agent who could get me in through Mexico. So I flew into Cancun and then he booked the tickets from Cancun and got us in, got us, they didn't stamp our passports. You know, it was all on the under. Um, on the down low. Yeah. Wow. And, and, uh, <clears throat> and then we got there, it was just me and like four or five buddies. And, uh, but it, we were surrounded by like German tourists, mm. you know, like yeah. we, we thought we were like these pioneers, but we're like, oh yeah, of course we're just, dumb Americans that think they're the only <laughs> ones in the world that exist. Everybody else has been enjoying Cuba. That trip was crazy. Like we, mm -hmm. we, we like road tripped through Cuba on a, on a Suzuki sidekick and we like just drinking rum, like a bunch of dumb 20 year olds. <laughs> and like, we, we, we were such idiots. We didn't even book places to stay. We just thought we'd get in hotels and you know, um, we, we couldn't get into the hotels because they were booked up. Of course they were. And um, <laughs> so we had to like knock on people's doors and just ask if we could stay with them. Total oh, really? strangers. Like talk about like getting out of your comfort zone. Like we, but in these people like just let us into their homes, cooked us meals, let us stay, stay with them. And we were just strangers. We were just kids like lost on the other side of the world for us, you know? Yeah. And, and they, they saw that and they saw that we needed help and they were, they opened their doors to us. So it's like that kind of compassion and none of us spoke Spanish. I mean, <laughs> so it was pretty interesting. I mean, some of us, we could get by, but you know, it was like, I don't know. You could, I don't, I think it's, it's, it's funny. You, you go around the world and uh, I, I, I'm a dumb American. I, I don't speak any other languages really well. And I've gotten, I've, I've created all these relationships uh, with people throughout the world without using language. Yeah. And I think that's, it's pretty amazing. Absolutely. But, you know, my, my in-laws are Korean. Their English is not, not great, and my <laughs> Korean is worse than their English. So, you know, we, but we get by. We love each other, you know? Yeah. I mean, we can communicate in our own way. Yeah. How do you sort of, is it difficult? Do you, do you translate through your wife? And I just eat the food, man. <laughs> I just eat the food, and I... <laughs> smile. Yeah, I smile. Watch the pro. I, the Korean movies are pretty fascinating. Yeah, I'll watch them if they have subtitles. I love this Korean. Movie. Did you see Parasite? Oh, awesome! Absolutely brilliant, man. Movie. And yeah. again, I love when something like that does well because it just yeah. expands the whole nation. You yeah. know, expands yeah. us all culturally. Yeah. Let's go back into that Cuba trip. Do you remember any of the spots that you went to? Do you remember any of the great dinners you had or great nights out? Well, I will say that meal that we ate um, at, in that small town where they let us in, um, we got we all got really sick. Oh, no. <laughs> so be careful. Good at, at first, and then it turned into a, a different trip. I remember going to a, a baseball game that was kind of cool. We saw Japan uh, versus Cuba, which was a really cool, cool experience. Um, but just Havana was beautiful. I mean, that was a long time ago, so I, I, I don't remember the name of the restaurants and all that. We were just, and we were also broke 
Yeah, so you're wandering wherever they'll take whatever money you have. Yeah, we weren't... We were not fine dining. <laughs> You're not yelping and uh, <laughs> just bookmarking cigars. spots. No, no. Uh, the cigars, we're man. Just drinking rum, so great. <laughs> uh, so you know, after you started getting a little success, the career started moving along a little bit more. When you were on that trajectory, did you find it hard to find like a big chunk of time to go travel and really experience somewhere beyond the junkets or you know, in and out press tours? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> you can kind of like. I, I, I would do three weeks is probably the most I could get away for before I had to like reel it in and you know mm-hmm. go back to, to to work or finding work. But that's good for me. That's a good amount of time, you know. So yeah, I, that was never really a problem. Um, but uh, I always made sure to because I never knew what my schedule was over like n- the holidays, like over New Year's and Christmas. I would always plan these like crazy trips. Because I knew I wouldn't be... No, no, nothing's in production, Everything then. shuts down, yeah. Yeah, and you're not, like... For casting, you're not going to for interviews or, or meetings during that time. So, that's a guaranteed time to travel. Even though it's a little more expensive. Right. Yeah, I would always book, like, crazy trips during that time. Yeah, yeah get some of that show or movie money and, and put it towards that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What were some of the big trips that you did uh, during those uh, New Year okay. periods? Okay. Um, well, uh, I did uh, I, one of the coolest trips I did was I climbed Kilimanjaro in Tanzania. Okay, take yeah. me to that time. So when was yeah. this? This was well, I went to Tanzania twice. Okay, so the first time I went to Tanzania uh, was two thousand. Wow, it was two thousand ten. It was ten years ago almost. Wow. And um, yeah, I, w- I just went on safari and uh, I just went with some friends and um, and I was just blown away by 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 the nature and just I mean when you're up close and you see a giraffe that's the craziest shit <laughs> they're so massive otherworldly it's they're Other so worldly. massive you can't even you it, it blows your mind you feel like you're in jurassic park <laughs> um and then um and then i was and then we did like a little day trip to kilimanjaro where we just kind of like hiked up to a base camp mm. and i got this itch that i was like man this is such a tease like i want to do the whole thing like i can see the mountain i want to i want to you got that feeling yeah, you get when you really want to go on top of something. Yeah, it really stuck with me. I was like, man, I gotta, I gotta get on the top of that thing. And I just, <laughs> it's inexplainable. I have no reason for it. It just uh, all of a sudden, I just got hooked. And then, you know, had a great time. Also, um, got involved with the charity after that. That um, I started with my cousin, where we helped out um, orphans and from a small village in Arusha. We started the Olavolos project, which is something I'm still very involved with to I love this it. day. I've been to a few yeah. of your events. You've, great time. You supported, and I thank you for that. <laughs> um, and we essentially we, if you if you're interested, you can. There's a website www. Oh man, am I gonna spell this right? www.ole <laughs> V-O-L-O-S project.com. So that money goes towards sponsoring orphans and putting them into a school and pays for their education and their room and board. So then a couple years later, I was like, I got to go to the top of that mountain. So we went to, got a couple friends and... How long was that period between that first time seeing it to... Oh, what was it? I think I climbed it in 2000... Maybe four years. I did two for one. That was really the real reason was to go see the kids. Of course. But then while I was there, 
I climb after that. I have climbed the mountain. How often would you think about it? How often would you be like, oh, I can't wait to get back there. I can't wait to climb that. Well, it was always kind of like a two for one thing because once I was, I knew I was going to go back to Tanzania to see the kids, and I was so involved with raising money for them, and I wanted to meet them and bring them, you know, school supplies and computers and all that kind of stuff. So I always knew that like it was going to happen, and I was like, while I'm doing this. So it was, it was always, I was thinking about both of them constantly. Yeah. Yeah. So this was 2014 about? Yeah, I think 2014, 2015, yeah. What were you doing work-wise, project-wise when you, oh, when you made man. this trip? Now you're, I don't remember. That's a good sign, yeah. man. You guys got some stuff in the, in the background. I like yeah. that. No, you, I don't think about work when I'm up there. Yeah. Like you're honestly, when you're on in that kind of altitude, I mean, Kill E was like 19,000 feet. So when you're going up that high, you're just trying to, it's one step and one breath at a time. And that will really clear your mind. Yeah. <laughs> what did it feel like to get on the ground and, and see those kids' faces? Obviously, that was powering you oh, and the charity God. through so much. And uh, you guys do amazing work. And I've seen some of the photos yeah. and the results of the work. Take us into that experience. I mean, these kids, they're like, they, they come from some, some, some pretty dire circumstances. And just to see the, the, the inner light shine with them and to give them an opportunity to shine, it's, uh, it's or just to help them. Uh, it, it's, it's such a rewarding feeling. And, and to see their progress, you know, and these kids are like, some of them are becoming the best in their class and they're going on. And, you know, for us, it's like, even if they get a job like as a mechanic or as a tour guide, like that's a huge win, you know? Mm-hmm. Just be, we, we just thought... The way to my cousin and I, Dory Gaines, we always thought there's no way to cure poverty, right? But the way out of it, we thought it was through education. And if we can embolden them to become leaders in their own community, and you know, that's how it starts. It's it's not revolutionary or anything, and it's a very small sample size. But we're seeing it work. You know, it's really cool. It's really inspiring. That's awesome. Yeah. And when did Kilimanjaro? What part of the trip was that? How long on the ground? Yeah, with the kids we were. And then- we were with the kids for like two or three days, and then. Um. Yeah, and then Killy, that we did about six days because yeah, it takes. You have to, you have to acclimate to that right. kind of altitude. Did yeah. you train for it? I tried to train, but there's really nothing you know, much. I hiked can, in, yeah. in L.A. You know, and I had these like oxygen deprivation masks that you see people wearing. They, they do look, the tents and everything like that with the altitude adjustment. Yeah, that's that's pretty intense. For but it's not. Most people. It's yeah. not real. Yeah, all you're really doing is restricting the oxygen that comes into you, but it's not really what altitude it doesn't simulate what altitude does to your blood cells so like you don't know how your body's going to react in that kind of altitude until you get to that altitude you could be really fit in real i mean some of the guys i was with were are, are in shape guys stronger than me but they were suffering because it's just all how your body breaks down oxygen at that level and that has nothing to do with your fitness right that's just like a weird genetic thing i don't know yeah I mean, see the I mean, if you live in high altitudes, obviously you're you're gonna you're be better. better off. Yeah, but we all came from sea level, so. <laughs> and how did you, you know, how did the climb go? I mean, what were you guys, what were you guys packed up with? What were yeah. you guys eating? You know, tell me about the experience. Yeah, of well, that. we we, you know, we 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 got guides. Um, um, you have to have guides, of course. That's how people. They make don't their, want anybody. They don't want to lose anybody on those trails. No, and, yeah. yeah, and also that's how they. A lot of people make their money in these porters. Um, they make a lot of money, and these guys were like smoking cigarettes, doing it in sandals, and we're like <laughs> struggling, and all our you know Eddie Bauer gear all geared up and stuff. But um, uh, yeah, I mean we we so we had a team. We could definitely had a team of people helping us, um, which we needed, <laughs> and um, um. 
and they limit the weight of how much each porter can take. So mm. it's not like you're, you know, that's, so if you want to bring a lot of stuff, you want to bring a lot of food, it's like however much you want to spend, you can, you know, you can add it on. We had like four or five guys, so we had, you know, a good, good team with us. And, um, and it truly took a village. Yeah. And, uh, um, yeah, I mean, the food they cooked was amazing. And, and, and I mean, we even had a, a toilet, which was cool. Yeah. Really have, that That's was, nice. That was really nice, you know. <laughs> I mean, these are things we, we paid for, you of know. Course. Um, not everybody does it this way, but um, I figured if you're going to be struggling on a mountain, it's, you know. <laughs> yeah, you're nice, already suffering, you know. You know? Yeah. You're already on yeah. Suffer Mountain. Yeah. Uh, you know, what did it feel like when you did reach that top? What did it feel like how you anticipated? It's funny because the four of us, it was like, without revealing my other friends, you know, things they were going through, but like everybody was like, was going through this weird point in their life. And yeah, oh yeah, I'm, I had a job, like things were kind of moving for me. Like I had a job and then it kind of went away and then... I, I was sort of like I lost my footing a little bit in within my my career I felt like in my bis in my own uh, personal life and I was just I didn't know where I was and um, I kind of needed this for my own self journey mm. uh, to find myself again and my friends were all going through you know some lost some some family members and you know uh, there were some breakups happening and people were trying to figure out their own personal situation midlife crisis all these kind of things and we were all going through our our, our own struggles on the mountain and it was a really beautiful thing because some of us were really suffering on the mountain and we were all there for each other and we really clicked and it was it was, it was one of the best trips i've ever had oh yeah, that's great it was it, it was so much more than just climbing a mountain we were like battling our own inner demons along the way did they time it so that you guys were seeing the sunset when you reached the top or how so is you, it time wise yeah no yeah. sunrise so sunrise. you leave it like you 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 sleep at like 14 500 feet you know and so and then you wake up around like 12 or 1 in the morning and then you put a headlamp on and you just go for six or seven hours and then hopefully you time it where when you're at the top you know right when the sun rises and uh it's uh it's gorgeous man it's 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 powerful i mean i it brought tears to my eyes i was really emotional that sounds it was like a great crazy trip. Crazy how emotional it got me. Yeah. And one of the things about a trip like that is there is that decompression period. Yeah. So what did it feel like to come back home after that? Um, I meant I went to the Super Bowl. <laughs> like two <Wow>. days later. <laughs> Casual. <laughs> that was insane. Wait, who was in that Super Bowl? Oh, that was in Arizona. It was uh, Seattle Seahawks and uh, and uh, of course I mean, Patriots. New England Patriots. Yeah. <laughs> and that was where like. Yeah, well, I don't know what happened. They should have ran it with Marshall. Oh with Marshall yeah, Lynch, they, but they did, yeah. and like it was—they didn't give it to the crazy beast ending. Uh, yeah, so it was a good time, but it was a real culture shock. I bet. Yeah, because you're just like in the depths of corporate, you know, America. Right. You know, in were you the there Super with Bowl. the crew? Your usual crew? Or I was who with my boys. Yeah. yeah, like some actor friends. And, you know, I was think, Jeff Stoltz there? Yeah, and, I don't know. If Jeff was. I was I mean, yeah, maybe he was there. I, I, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> that crew. I'm supposed to meet him tonight, actually. Oh, you are. Oh, nice. Um, but uh, yeah, so um, it was crazy. It was quite the culture shock. Yeah. But that's how I like to live my life by extremes. Great Adventures is lucky to have partners that share our love for a good story, like Whistlepig Whiskey. Their American rye is perfected in the beautiful Vermont countryside. I've been to their farm, I've seen the process, and a lot of care goes into creating each glass. 
It's also the perfect nightcap after a day in the wild. Check them out on Instagram at whistlepigwhiskey. When you've been traveling and going through these experiences, you know, the thing about media and entertainment these days is it is all over the place, man. Mm-hmm. The services, people are finding mm-hmm. it late. You know, do you remember a couple of times you got recognized and what that brought about, those interesting interactions that might come from that? Oh, um, just w- where I've like been from traveling. From a show or a movie recognized? or something like that. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty amazing. Like, I've gone to pretty far ends of the world and still gotten recognized, which is... I mean, that's pretty cool for me. It means I'm doing my job, of right? Of course. Um, and I'm also one of those actors that, like, I'm not so famous where, like, I can't leave my house, you know? So I don't, I, when someone, like, shows me love, like, thank you. Right. I appreciate it. You know what I mean? It's not, I mean, as long as it's, like, not while I'm shoving food in my mouth and I'm with, like, friends in the middle of, like, a really important story, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think if it's, like, done respectfully, like, all good, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I have, I don't have that whole thing of, like, I can't leave my house. or right. I, know, I have friends that can't leave their house. Of course. You know, yeah. <laughs> which yeah. is crazy. That is um, crazy. But, yeah, I think that's... I get that sweet spot. Where yeah. I can, like, work, <laughs> and I can still leave my house, and, you know, I get all the perks of yeah. it. Yeah. You know, it's great. So, I'm That's I'm, awesome, I'm happy. man. As long as I keep working, I'm happy. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And, yeah, I've gotten to, to meet your wife a few times. Have you guys right. have any... I'm sure you guys have had some pretty we've epic had, trips we've together. We've had some great travels, man. Well, we shot this movie together called It's Already Tomorrow in Hong Kong, and we shot that in Hong Kong. Which I saw, absolutely, yeah. Thank you. Great. Yeah, that was... That was, that was um, uh, awesome awesome experience we did that while we were engaged and we kind of did that because we're like wow we can go on like a trip together after that and if it's it's an independent movie and if it's bad no one will see it and if it's good then we're you know we we got to do this cool movie together so and it turned out being a great you know like we were both really proud of it but we after that we went to um so we were in Hong Kong, obviously, for a month shooting there, which is great. Made a lot of friends. And um, <clears throat> and then we went to uh, Vietnam and Cambodia, wow. which was really cool. And then the next year, we were like, we loved Hong Kong so much, we went back. Because oh, we wanted nice. to just be there. When it, what, what was it going to be like? Not working. Yeah. You know? and, we, and we just wanted to see our friends. And then we went there. And then we went to Indonesia. And we went to an island called Sumba Island. And, and oh, we I've heard Bali. of that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was really cool. It's like a really remote. It's like an hour flight from Bali. It's so pretty cool. So a month in Hong Kong is, yeah. is a good amount of time. You yeah. know, did you find any spots that became sort of your regular hangs or um, yeah, reoccurring we, we bars? We love this restaurant called Little Bao. Um, we were actually staying on the Kowloon side. Um, and that was a pretty tough shoot. So we weren't like hanging like that yeah um, oh there was a place called Mott 32 which they just opened up in Vegas which is great and we became friends with all the people out there and everybody was very welcoming to us so we uh I mean, I love Hong Kong. Oh, it's dude. a very happening city. I want to go back. It's I mean, so beautiful. Yeah. You guys get to walk through the markets there too. Oh yeah, and yeah. We shot in of those course. markets, which was fun. Um, yeah, Jamie and I, we went to one of the coolest trips we did was we got to go to um, Peru. We went mm-hmm. down to Peru and we did the Inca Trail for five days, and we ended up at Machu Picchu. <sighs> Which was well played, amazing. man. Is that yeah. something that you guys both wanted, or is that something that yeah, sort we of always you guys... wanted to do that? Yeah, yeah. and that was like that was after Kilimanjaro. I was like, this will be easy. That was not easy. I thought it would be way easier, and I, I was worried about Jamie and how she would do in the altitude, and she <laughs> smoked me. She was like really a spider monkey on these stairs, man. She was just <laughs> flying up them, and I was like struggling. But um, she's she's a strong girl, and then um, yeah, and then. We also went to, um, we got to go helicopter skiing up in Canada last year, which was 
Sick. Wow, That was man. my dream. Her yeah. nightmare, my dream. It was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Had you done it before? No, or did no, you no, sort of school you up to. on it? Yeah, we did like some avalanche training and you got to like learn what to do if someone, you know, falls through the snow or you're wearing a like a, a beacon so they can find you or you can find your, your guide. You have to go with a guide. I mean, yeah, we're learning a lot of stuff. And what's great about all these travels, like I've become friends with a lot of these people um, all over the world and like I still keep in touch with them and, you know, through Instagram and which is it's great you know and it's I'm, I'm useful hoping, for that yeah. yeah i mean it's social media you know yeah. it's great that's what i use it for that and um i'm hoping to go back there this year because i had that's like some of the best skiing i've ever I've, I've had the opportunity a few times i'm always like how am i going to hit that first run you know so what was that slowly. first yeah <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah slowly we um we yeah it's 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 powder skiing is different you know i mean it's not like groomers you know it's it's a little bit more taxing um mm. Uh, but it's also like if you fall, you fall. Who cares? Right, right. <laughs> it's yeah, like, it's, it's snow. Like a, it's just it's so soft, um, and it's it's just amazing. Like it's it's a little stressful. You're in this helicopter and it's loud, and you get dropped off, and it's like you can hear the chopper go away, and then all of a sudden, it's just quiet, and mm-hmm. there's nobody, as far as the eye can see, and you're just like, this is what it's, this is like you feel like a viking like yeah <laughs> like who started this game how long were your runs we i mean they were about 10 15 minutes and it was so cool or, or 20 minutes and then you know as long as you want it to be really i mean you're stopping a lot because it's exhausting and then you know you get to the bottom and we went to uh eagle pass and we had this amazing guy named scott newsome and we had we were skiing with this pro skier uh lexi dupont who's like pro freestyle ski uh, uh, backcountry ski she's amazing and they were very um, they were teaching us a lot and we went with Eddie Bauer which was cool right yeah and we, we've been work, partnering with Eddie Bauer a lot because we like that's a great company because we we like to get after it man we like to live life like fully and that's a, and they have the that's what they do you know and so we've been we've been partnering I've been working with them for years so a lot of these trips have been through Eddie Bauer and with Eddie Bauer and it's been a great partner and their gear is like i mean i'm not being paid to say this i'm like honestly i'm a fan of their stuff like it just like it it holds up in all those kind of crazy conditions so yeah um, man i remember i remember rocking that stuff when i was young too and that's like yeah exactly (laughs) but yeah they do some really cool stuff and and you guys have gone some 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 gnarly trips with them i love that yeah and i'm looking to do some more with them too which is cool yeah Yeah, we're talking i gotta jump on i gotta jump on one of these days yeah 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 i'm no, in yeah for sure we um that's like i'll, I'll bring it up the um we're, we're trying to plan like what's the next crazy thing we can do yeah, yeah. <laughs> i love it what, what's your next trip what's i don't know i want to get out there i want to see man, where would you want to go i mean there's some crazy stuff i want to do man i mean I, I i've heard about some trips you could go to antarctica where you can take a boat to antarctica and then the boat will stay there. That'll be your like your home base, and you can get some skis and put skins on it. And then you can go out and you can hit up, you can climb up a mountain, ski down it, and then come back to the boat. That's crazy. I love that. Dude. I mean, I would like to get out there. So yeah, that's, I'm thinking about doing something like that. See some see some polar animals. Yeah, I don't know if Jamie would do that, but I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> she can uh, she can find somewhere she can find her own trip. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, man. So you can get some Hannah in you right now. I'll get your energy up while I prose this question to you so i wrap this thing up with two questions the first one is if i hand you a plane ticket that could go anywhere and mm-hmm. you could do anything where would you go and what would you do well i've always wanted to go to india 
Um, but I want to spend like some time there, like mm-hmm. three weeks. And I don't know what I'd do yet. I haven't researched it yet enough. Um, the Antarctica trip for sure. I think that's what I would want to do. Yeah, the, the India trip. thing. I mean, the Antarctica trip you want to do absolutely. But for India, you know, when you go it's into so trips vast. like that, do you do you over research? Do you look into things a lot? Do you have a couple ideas? Well, what I like to do is I like to hit spots in. But I don't like to overplan because then that it's just you gotta you gotta be loose, you know. Because yeah. things you gotta be open to whatever happens on a trip. But if as long as you're like, all right, I gotta be in this place in like you know four days, right? You know, I don't know what's gonna happen. Or I don't how know how I'm gonna get, get there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, um, that's the way to do it. Yeah, and or like I like knowing like if I have a car or if I have a plane or a train ticket, that's cool. But like. Sometimes when I get in the city, I'm just like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And yeah. that's a great feeling. It's also scary, but it's also, that's where the fun stuff happens. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's where yeah. that magic happens. Yeah. And then the last question is, when I say the perfect sunset, mm-hmm. what do you picture in your mind? Where is it? I was on Kilimanjaro. I was above a rainstorm, above the clouds, watching lightning below me with all this these pink and blue tones. Just It was... I'll never forget that sunset. I took a million pictures, and you can never capture it through through a picture. What? But it's in my mind, like forever. That sunset. It was gorgeous, gorgeous. That's why we go, right? Yeah, yeah. That's a that's a good question. Thanks, dude. Thanks yeah. for coming on, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks for having me. It was me. fun. Yeah, that was awesome. Thanks for listening, guys. If you like what you heard, hit subscribe and leave a quick review on iTunes. Suggest it to a friend who could use a little travel inspiration. If you have a travel question or suggestion on someone I should chat with, just hit me up on my social channels at Charles Thorpe and at Adventure Podcast. New episodes will be dropping every Friday, so keep checking in for the next. Until then, safe travels. Conversations were recorded at Smile Radio, located in Smile to Go at the Freehand Hotel. 